Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're listening on Sports Overnight America. An interesting day in football today. We're going to talk, we're kind of going to go around the world. Let's talk about some of the friendlies that have happened in preparation for the Euros. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Euros. We can talk about the USA-Honduras. Uh, we can talk about uh, England uh, playing uh, Austria. We can, there's, there's all sorts of things that we can uh, talk about as we make our way to the start of the Euros. However, the thing that is of the most interest to most people is the transfer market. It is getting hot and heavy. There's all sorts of rumors up there. We have lots of managerial changes, including a very, very unfortunate departure for Carlo Ancelotti from Everton. I thought he showed just an absolute total lack of class. I'm going to get into it all. And who's going to replace him at Everton? Um, We've got a lot of managerial openings available, whether it's Wolverhampton Wanderers, whether it's Everton, whether it's Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, The list goes on. We'll go through them all. Let's have a look at who goes where, when, and how, and also who is getting ready uh, to sign whom. The biggest signing so far of the season is Konate being signed from Red Bull Salzburg for Liverpool uh, for like £30 million. Really good signing. Uh, Talks about uh, Giroud and Silva. They've both uh, signed uh, new contracts with Chelsea. I do believe Giroud might go out somewhere, uh, might be sold. So let's talk about it. So much to get to. Uh, find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, also, uh, you can uh, let me know how who your picks are for the Euros. Uh, sorry, I had something caught in my throat there. Because our title sponsor, and I'll talk about them when I come back, have some great odds going on right now at betonline.ag. Let's get into it in detail. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Uh, Lots, lots to talk about today, and I'm thrilled to have you with us. If you're listening on one of our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, tune in, the award-winning Series XM app. Great to have you as well. And if you're listening on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, well, welcome to the show. I'm going to take a break. Be right back after this. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nicky. But let's get to it, shall we? Uh, let's start talking Euro 2021. It's coming up just a few days away. I know I've been promising you a full preview. and I'm going to get to that today. We're going to start that this week. By the time Friday comes along, we will have gone through every group, every team, squads, predictions, odds. And speaking of odds, I know you want to wager a few bob on Euro 2021. There is no better place than betonline.ag. And it's not just the Euros, because the month of June is heating up. There's loads of sports going on. There's basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs. Come on, you Golden Knights. Plus uh, baseball as well. But really, 
I know, you know, we are looking at the Euros and they have the latest odds, news, information for everything you might need. Visit the website today. That's betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, kick-off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today and make BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Um, let's just cut to the chase, shall we? There are some very exciting groups in the Euros. And before we start getting into the groups, we're going to start with Group A, which is Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. We're going to sort of peel back the onion and crawl through this group here with you in just a couple of minutes. I want to give you the latest odds to win Euro 2020, courtesy of betonline.ag. And France are the favorites at plus 450. They're coming out of Group F. England are second at plus 500. Belgium, third at plus 600. Germany, fourth at plus 700. Portugal and Spain are tied at fifth at plus 800. Uh, that's F, Group F, and Group E, respectively. And Italy are seventh at plus 1,000, and the Netherlands rounding out in eighth place at plus 1,200. Now, before we start getting into the groups and what everything means, we talk about Group F, about that being the true group of death, and it is. In the top eight predictors to win the Euros, there are three teams from Group F, France, Germany, and Portugal. So when we say that's a group of death, we're not kidding you. To reach the final... It's the same uh, eight teams, obviously. The Netherlands uh, at the bottom at plus 550. Uh, England are plus 250 to reach the finals. That's uh, pretty good odds if you're thinking about that. Top goal scorer for the Euros predicted to be Harry Kane, a plus 550. If you think it's Romelu Lukaku, you're going to get plus 700. Or Kylian Mbappé this is going to be a huge tournament for the young Frenchman at plus 800. Uh, we're going to go down the list. Uh, UEFA player of the tournament. Kevin De Bruyne at the favorite at plus 800, Kylian Mbappe at plus 800, and Harry Kane at plus 1,200. Interestingly enough, the odds makers predicting a massive, massive tournament for Harry Kane. Uh, UEFA Young Player of the Tournament, Phil Foden, Mason Mountain, Kai Havertz, those are the three, the top three, at plus 450, plus 600, and plus 800. So, a little taste of some of the fun you can have betting at betonline.ag. Uh, certainly France, the predictor to win the tournament. England, the prediction is come second. Let's start, though, with Group A. And out of Group A, if you look at where the odds makers are predicting, not the strongest group in the tournament. Uh, let's get to it, though. Even though the odds makers maybe don't predict this is the strongest group in the tournament, um, you're always going to have a competitive group when you've got Italy, Turkey, Wales, and Switzerland. At times, you know, Turkey, Wales, and Switzerland, well, less Wales, but certainly at times, Turkey and Switzerland can really compete depending on where they are in their developmental cycles. Uh, the first fixture is um, June the 11th. It's um, 
That's the kickoff fixture, I think, in Group A, and I'm just going to validate this. Excuse me for being less than perfect for you. Yes, Turkey-Italy is the kickoff fixture in this tournament. And um, Turkey coming in, uh, qualifying for this tournament uh, as the runner-up of Group H in Euro uh, Euro 2016. They were eliminated in the group stage. The best they've ever done in this tournament is to reach the semi-final, which they did in 2008. As I said, cyclically, these teams could do quite well. They're ranked 29th, uh, coached by Senor Gunish. The key player for Turkey, I think, is Burak Yilmaz. He is their second highest scorer of all time for the Turkish national team, which is um, pretty incredible when you think about it. And he's currently playing on the team today. If we take a look at the rest of the players on the Turkish squad, uh, you can see uh, that a lot of players that play in Turkey, in fact, players that play outside of per- Turkey, uh, Zeki Şelik plays for Lille, uh, Mary de Moral plays for Juventus, of course, Ozan Kabak, the young defender for Liverpool, they've got Umut Merash from Le Havre, and then we have to get to um, uh, Soyunku from Leicester, but in, on the whole, they have a lot of players that play in Turkey. Players that you may know, uh, Yilmaz, we talked about him, the top player scorer with Lille. So, <clears throat> and by the way, a number of Leicester players are Turkish, and they will be appearing in this, um, in, in this group. So let's look to Turkey. Uh, you know, I think for them it's going to be tough, particularly coming up against this Italian squad. Uh, as I mentioned, kicking it off, uh, Italy, Turkey. They did qualify as the Group J winners. They were the quarterfinalists in Euro 2016. They won the uh, whole tournament in 1968. They ranked FIFA as ranked seventh. Remember, Roberto Mancini is the coach of Italy. Um, the key player we're going to look for for Italy, surprisingly enough, is young goalkeeper... Gianluigi Donnarumma from Milan, who is taking over and filling that hole left by Gianluigi Buffon, uh, who basically was the staple of the Italian team in goal since 2002. Uh, Donnarumma first burst onto the stage with AC Milan back in 2015, and he's basically been the, the number one keeper at uh, with the Italian team uh, since that time. Uh, the Italian team, the goalkeepers, Donnarumma, Meret, and uh, Sirigu from Torino. The defenders are uh, Aserbi from Lazio, Bastoni from Inter, uh, Bonucci with Juventus, Chiellini with Juventus, uh, Di Lorenzo with Napoli, Emerson from Chelsea, uh, Florenzi from Par- uh, PSG. Uh, they have um, Spinozola from Roma and Toloi from At- Atalanta. In terms of their forwards, you're going to look at uh, Raspadore from uh, Sassuolo, in, uh, Lorenzo Insigne, who I am a huge fan of, plays for uh, uh, Napoli. You're going to look for Immobile at uh, Lazio, Berardi with uh, Sassuolo, and Belotti, who plays with uh, Torino. So they've got a good squad. Would I say I think they've got a squad that can win it? I don't think so for me. I'm not going to predict that they are going to win it. For Wales, they came up runner-up in Group E. The, uh, they made the semifinals in 2016. That was the best result they've ever had in the Euros. They're currently ranked 16th. Robert Page uh, managing Wales, obviously, because a certain Ryan Giggs 
is facing uh, serious criminal charges in the UK, so he has been uh, relieved. Gareth Bale uh, is obviously the key player here for Wales. He's a leading store scorer. He helped them get to the semi-finals in 2016. Uh, you may remember he spent all season on loan at Tottenham from Real Madrid, uh, and you know he, he looked really good at times coming uh, off the bench often for Spurs. And um, you never know what Gareth Bale can do. And I just look back at that Champions League final. Um, you know where he scored that absolutely incredible. Incredible goal. So that's Wales. When we come back, let's continue the discussion of Group A. We've got to talk about Switzerland, and we'll make our way to Group B. We're going to get through at least two or three groups in the show today. The rest we'll do later on in the week. I'll be right back. Well, Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. his boring job no but i like mine and it's not boring welcome back world soccer radio i'm your host nick eber on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm coming to you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern time then again at midnight pacific 3 a.m on the east for all of you early birds listening on sports overnight america it is great to be with you uh, by the way also our digital platforms iheart radio tune in the award-winning sirius xm app and it is such a pleasure to talk to our, all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, check us out as soon as it's over. You can find us on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Just a reminder, June 12th, I'll be hosting the Ed Asner Celebrity Poker Tournament. You want to check it out. Loads of fun. I'll be sitting with some of the biggest celebrities on the planet, having a great old time. You can check out the broadcast live or participate yourself. Uh, why don't you check it out at pokerwithed.com? All right, we are brought to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're wrapping up. Our Euro preview, uh, we are talking about Group A. And the reminder, the odds makers only really have Italy in this group, uh, possibly in the top eight of teams that they figure could win it. We are talking about Switzerland now, whose first match is going to be the 12th of June against Wales in Baku. You may want to look for the match versus Italy in Rome on the 16th of June, that should actually be a really, really exciting match. Switzerland did qualify as the winners of Group D. Uh, they made the round of 16 in 2016. That was their best result in the Euros, yet they are actually ranked 13th in the world, coached by Vladimir Petkovic, uh, who is... Uh, Switzerland and Bosnia-Herzegovina. Uh, let's take a look at some of the Swiss squad, see if there's anybody that you may think is really going to stand out. I would say Granite Xhaka, um, and it's pr pretty sad to say this, is probably their key player. And I don't really like this Switzerland team as much as I have liked teams, Swiss teams in the past. In terms of in goal, it's going to be Yvonne Mavogo from PSV. Uh, they've got Jonas Omlin from Montpellier, Jan Somner from Mönchengladbach. Uh, the forwards are going to be uh, Briel Mbolo from Mönchengladbach, Mario Gavranovic from Dinamo Zagreb. 
Amir Mamedi from Wolfsburg and Harris Stefarovic from Benfica. Uh, I suppose it's in the midfield, really, that you're going to look for uh, Switzerland with Jordan Shakiri, uh, Jabril Sau, Ruben Vargas, Granit Xhaka. Uh, I think that's probably where they are the strongest. Okay, so Switzerland. So let's take a look at who we think is going to come out of these groups, what the favorites are. I'm going to say Group A for me. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say it's going to be Italy coming out of top of Group A. And I'm going to go and take a flyer here. And I think if Gareth Bale can really turn it on, and I don't know if we went in, if I don't remember if I went back through any of this Wales squad, but let me let me read it to you. Gareth Bale, uh, Kiefer Moore from Cardiff, Tyler Roberts from Leeds United. Those are the forwards. In the midfield, they got Joe Allen with Stoke, David Brooks with Bournemouth, Ruben Colwell with Cardiff, Daniel James, obviously from United, uh, Dylan Levitt from United as well, Joe Morrell from Luton Town, Aaron Ramsey from Juve, Matthew Smith from City, Johnny Williams from Cardiff City, and Harry Wilson from Liverpool. Um, it, it, it's a decent team. If they can turn it on, I'm going to say Italy come out at first and Wales come out second. And maybe that's a uh, home country's favorite pick. But, you know, I am what I am, and I'm going to tell you how I think. But it, I do like to uh, bet a little bit on the outside, and that is certainly a bet I would make. So that's going to wrap up Group A. Let's talk about Group B, because Group B, I, I certainly would consider uh, Belgium the solid favorites. That's uh, Belgium, uh, Russia, fin Finland, and Denmark. But having said that, I'm still not a massive fan of any... Uh, when I say that, I don't mean I'm, I'm not a fan of the team. But in terms of you know what I would expect quality... Uh, where these teams are in their uh, developmental cycle, where their star players are. I am definitely going to say Finland, uh, Belgium have by far the best players on this team. But there's something about this Belgian team that I, I, I just don't see them going on to win it or even get to the semifinals in the tournament. Uh, but let's start it, shall we? Um, Belgium will be the team that's looking for all the glory, but they do have to get through the group. Uh, they... Uh, I believe number one in the FIFA rankings right now. Uh, that is uh, obviously managed by Roberto Martinez, who if you're here in the United States, you see him on the TV all the time. Uh, they're going to be the favorites. Denmark, Finland, and Russia, I, I, I think that's really the battle. Who's going to be second in this? Denmark have, I would say, an interesting way through because their final game is against Belgium. Their first game is against Finland. Uh, they were runners-up in Group D, Denmark were. They didn't qualify for the Euros in 2016. They did win the Euros in 1992. I remember that quite well. They're ranked 10th in the world, coached by Kasper Jullmund, from who is a Danish gentleman himself. Uh, the squad, uh, let's run through the Danish squad, and you can see what sort of quality they have. Casper uh, Schmeichel from Leicester will be their starting goalkeeper. They do have Frederick Rano from Schalke and Jonas Losi from Midland. Uh, in, up front, they've got Martin Braithwaite, who plays with Barcelona, Andreas Cornelius, who plays with Palmer, Mikael Damsgaard from Sampdoria, Casper Dolberg from Nice. Uh, they have uh, uh, Skov Olsen from Bologna, Paulsen from Leipzig, and Jonas Wynn from Copenhagen. In the midfield, I think, again, is where they're really the strongest. 
Anders Christensen from Malbo, Thomas Delaney from Dortmund, Christian Eriksen from Inter Milan, Pierre-Emile uh, Pierre Hoberg from Tottenham, uh, Matthias Jensen from Brentford, Norgard from Brentford also, uh, Hoffenheim uh, is going to give them Robert Skov and Daniel Vass from Valencia. Look, I like this Danish team. Do I think they're loaded with talent? Uh, uh, no. I mean, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're incredible, but they are coming up against Russia and Finland. And let's go to Finland. <clears throat> Finland qualified as runner-up in Group J. They didn't qualify for the Euros in 2016. This is their first time at the big show. They're ranked 54th. They're coached by Marku Kanova, who is Finnish himself. And if you look at their team, uh, the Finnish team, they've got um, Timu Puki would be the that maybe one of the players that you're most familiar with, played with Norwich, played with Norwich uh, last season, uh, two seasons ago, got relegated and will be back with them in the Premier League uh, this season. <clears throat> so, Timu Puki, I think the player to look for here uh, in terms of uh, uh, players that you might know, Robin Lodd from Minnesota United plays on the Finnish team, so there you go. There's a little bit of a hometown um little hometown player. I personally will be looking for Nicholas Hamalainen, plays with the uh, Queen's Park Rangers. Go, you super hoops. And um, I believe Lucas uh, Radecki from Leverkusen will be their starting keeper, but we will find out. Uh, not a huge fan, quite honestly. I think this will be their their um, their first time through for this, and will be uh, they will not get out of the group stages. That's just my uh, take on it. Uh, Belgium. Belgium are the hot ticket in this group, obviously. And if you want my predictions, I'm going to say this group is going to finish Belgium first, Denmark second. Uh, if you're looking at this Belgium team, uh, they are hot you-know-what. They came out in the uh, Group I winners. Uh, the, they made the quarterfinals in 2016. They were the runners-up in 80. They are very highly ranked by FIFA. If you just look, have to look at their squad, uh, Thibaut Courtois from Madrid, Mignolet from Bruges, Matt Sells from Strasbourg. Those are their three goalkeepers, all very good. Uh, defenders, they've got uh, Adeverald from Tottenham, uh, Boyata from Hertha Berlin, Castagna from Leicester, Denia from Lyon, Thomas Mounier from Dortmund, uh, Vermeilen from the uh, uh, Vissel Koba, you may remember Vermeilen, of course, used to play uh, with uh, was it Arsenal? Uh, Jan Vertonghen uh, from Benfica. So a lot of names that you will you will be familiar with here. Not many of them, I would say, in their prime. Up top, though, the big name, the guy you want to look at is going to be Romelu Lukaku from Inter Milan, of course. But don't cut out guys like Dries Martins from Napoli can always score Christian Benteke from Palace uh, Bashuahi from Crystal Palace as well an exciting team they're going to finish top of this group mark my words as for Russia they're also in this group they came up as the runners-up of Group I. The best they've done was the group stages. Uh, pardon me, they won it as champion as the Soviet Union in 60. In uh, Euro uh, 2016, they made the group stages. Uh, they are coached by uh, Stanislav Cherchesov, who was a Russian gentleman. Um, the key player here is Alexandra Golovin. He's going to be the uh, key player to watch. He's a midfielder with Monaco. He was a breakout at the World Cup, if you remember. And he is really the engine room of this Russian team. Having said that, I think Russia actually going to finish dead bottom of this group. So 
let's wrap up our Group B previews. And let me give you the skinny here. Belgium, they are actually the third favorite to win the tournament, courtesy of betonline.ag, at plus 600. I believe they will come out top of this group. I don't think that's uh, rocket science to come up with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the runners-up in this group, uh, I am thinking, is going to be Denmark. So two is Denmark, and currently they are plus 2,800 to win the whole thing, but I do believe they will get out of the group. So one Belgium, uh, two Denmark. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. Let's come back to it, shall we? We've done Group A. We've done Group B. Let's spend a little time with the very, very, very exciting Group C with the Netherlands. Ukraine, Austria, and mighty North Macedonia, the debutantes. We'll be right back after this. Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, and, of course, the American Forces Network, as well as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, and our podcast on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network, should you miss any of it. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Uh, reach out to me via Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can also find me on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Love to hear from you, especially as we get into the Euros. The 11th of June is kickoff time since uh, only just, what, four or five days away. Very, very excited about it. I love the Euros. Uh, short of the World Cup, the most exciting football tournament out there. And I, if I might say, I think you probably see more quality on display at the Euros than you do at the World Cup just by nature of the fact that of the the number of really high-quality teams in Europe and then the number of them that actually make it through to the uh, Euro finals, so to speak. <clears throat> anyway, uh, we may get the World Cup every two years as well, but that's something else, a topic for another day. Uh, we have wrapped up Group A and Group B, and we have wrapped up two of the many groups here, but we are going to get into Group C right now. The Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia. Now, what we've been doing for the first few groups is I've been looking at the odds, courtesy of betonline.ag, to tell you uh, where some of these teams that are in these groups may fall in terms of the odds makers' favorites to win the tournament. And I can tell you, the Group C is poorly represented here. The Netherlands rounding out the bottom eight here at plus 1,200. And, you know, this Dutch team... As good as they have been in the past, uh, are not uh, are not oddsmakers' favorites, which is um, always always a surprise. Uh, okay, uh, let's start on this, <clears throat> shall we, with the Ukraine, and it's actually a good time for Ukrainian football, despite the uh, controversy about their jerseys containing a map of Ukraine with Crimea in it and them pissing off the Russians. You know, we can put all that aside. The future looking bright for Ukrainian football, maybe not so bright for Ukraine itself, but Ukrainian football certainly. Uh, it's a change in the way they develop players uh, has, mean that, has meant that they have uh, a lot of 
really talented players finally coming through. <clears throat> so in terms of the midfield with Ukraine, you can look at Taras Stepanenko, uh, Alexander Zinchenko, uh, Rusyan Malinovsky, uh, really a, a very interesting midfielder. They're coached by Andrei Shevchenko, who is a legend from AC Milan. In fact, I was just talking about him with my son last night um, at dinner, talking about the Champions League final in Istanbul. Uh, he's approaching, uh, this is his first big show as manager. I'm told they have been given the objective that they have to reach the knockout stages. That will be considered a success for this Ukrainian team. Uh, they did exit the group stages in 2012 and 2016. Uh, and at that point, Shevchenko was an assistant coach five years ago. And then after that, he actually got the promotion to uh, the uh, the gaffer for the Ukrainian team. Uh, let's quickly run through the squad. Uh, Bushayan uh, from Dinamo Kiev, uh, Piatov from Shakhtar, and Trubin from Shakhtar. Those are the three goalkeepers. Uh, up in the midfield, we talked about how impressive the midfield was uh, and is... Let's not forget it, of course, Sinchenko with Man City. Uh, if you've been watching the Premier League, you're going to know all about him. A lot of players that do play in Turkey and a lot of players that play in Russia uh, and Ukraine. Uh, Yarmolenko from West Ham is also in this squad in the midfield. Up front, it's Yoremchuk uh, um, from Ghent, uh, Besedin from Kiev, and Artem Dovibik from Dnipro. Um, you really, you know, if there's a player to watch, it's going to be Andrei Yarmolenko. Um, they're going, as I said, the goal is to get out of the group stages. Uh, they are going to have to have Yarmolenko, who scored already 38 goals for Ukraine. They're going to need him to start banging one of those in. He's 31 years old, uh, but he really didn't play much uh, for David Moyes at West Ham this season. So I don't think he's going to have much fatigue under his belt. And uh, who knows? You know, maybe this is a good showcase for him to show that he's still got legs on him. He's the captain of the Ukrainian team. He's the one to watch. That's going to wrap up Ukraine. Let's move along to the Netherlands. And uh, by the way, uh, did I mention that Ukraine are currently uh, plus 4,000 to win the tournament? So I think getting out of the group stage is going to be considered a big success. The Netherlands, uh, this is a big tournament for them because they have not made tournaments back-to-back. -back. They failed to qualify. And Virgil van Dijk... <clears throat> I think is going to be back. Um, it's really going to be up to Frank de Boer and how he works the talent. I mean, look, he is another great manager of another good Dutch side, okay? Uh, they've lost just three World Cup finals. Uh, they've won just one European championship back in 88. Uh, but this is up to Frank de Boer to make it happen. And so he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders, particularly after replacing Ronald Koeman, who we know went to Barcelona. <clears throat> and um, I think he's just going to be under a lot of pressure. Let's take a look at the squad, uh, the keepers. They've got uh, Stecklenburg from Ajax, Tim Krul from Norwich, uh, Jasper Selesen from Valencia. <clears throat> In defense, They've got Nathan Ake from Man City, really like him. Daly Blind from Ajax, not don't like him so much. Matty Delete from Juventus. Uh, Stefan De Vries from Milan. Uh, Denzel Dumfries <clears throat> from PSV. They've got Timber from Amsterdam. Van Anholt from Crystal Palace. Uh, Veltman from Brighton. 
and uh, Vindal from Alkmaar. They've got pretty good defense. I mean, you know, we talked about it. There is no, um, there is no, going to be no Virgil van Dijk who has bowed out of the tournament. Big loss for them, no doubt about it. Frankie de Jong in the midfielder from Barcelona. Martin Darun from Atlanta. They've got uh, Gravenberg and Klassen, both with Ajax. Uh, Coop Miners from Alkmaar. Van Beek from Man United. And Georgino Wijnaldum, uh, late of Liverpool, just signed for Paris Saint-Germain. He'll be in the midfield. Up top, uh, they've got Veghorst from Wolfsburg. Uh, Proms from Spartak. They've got Gapko and Marlin, both with Eindhoven. Memphis Depay from uh, Lyon. Uh, de Jong from Sevilla and Stefan Bergwies from Feyenoord. This is probably not a classic Dutch team. If you know, I think we're going to watch Memphis Depay. I think he's going to be really the key for them at this point. And um, it's interesting because this is going to be their first Euro game that they could win since 20, 2008, and they're going to open it up against Ukraine. Um, if you remember, they were runners up in the Nations League against. Uh, uh, Portugal, um, and I thought Memphis Depay actually looked really, really good uh, in that role. So we'll see how Depay works. Uh, that's the Dutch team. Uh, I wouldn't say, look, they came third in 76, 92, 2000, 2004. They're not finishing third in this tournament, even though uh, they are uh, they are currently ranked eighth uh, or seventh because uh, sixth place is a tie, plus 1,200. Not the massive fan of this Dutch team, particularly without Virgil van Dijk. Austria have taken a bit more. Let's get to Austria, shall we? <clears throat> I like this Austrian team. Um, I still, you know, they're clearly running uh, a distant second or third in this group. Uh, but they're kind of a defensive team. I wouldn't say they're real exciting. Their manager is Franco Fodem. He's a German. He won the Austrian Cup with Sturm Graz in 2010 and the Bundesliga in Austria a year later. But this this is the big, cha- big stage for Franco Fodem. They've never won a game in their pre- six previous matches at the Euros, uh, but uh, <clears throat> but in facing the Netherlands, uh, Ukraine, and North Macedonia, I think they stand a good chance of winning at least against <clears throat> North Macedonia. I would say the player to watch here is David Alaba, who is uh, <clears throat> probably the best player on this team, plays for Real Madrid. He's a really good player who... Um, Unfortunately for Alaba, he generally is not one of these players that sort of carries the club form to the international level. Um, We'll see. I'm not a huge fan of this Austrian team. However, they are joined in the group, and I want to check the time here, by North Macedonia. Four wins, two draws uh, in the 10 group matches they had. That's how they got in. They kind of threw the back door. Uh, the path D, they had that playoff victory over Georgia. Um, it's a team that could pop a surprise, I suppose. I, I'm going to tell you that jo- um, North Macedonia are the dead bottom of the oddsmakers' charts for winning this tournament at plus 50,000. Okay, managed by Igor Angelovsky. Igor Angelovsky, uh, he's been at the helm since 2015. <clears throat> and. Um, he was in charge of Rabno, uh, Robotniki before then. In terms of players that they have, I'm going to say uh, Goran Pandev with Genoa is maybe someone you've seen. Uh, Darko Kurlanov with Stuttgart. Other than that, uh, oh yeah, Enes Bardi in the midfield from Levante. Uh, Alioski from Leeds, there's a name for you that you may recognize. Other than that, the goalkeeper is uh, Stole Dimitrievski from Rayo Vallecano. Uh, Ejgan Alioski. 
he's the guy with leads. He's the one you're going to look to see if he can really make this midfield hum for them. But either way, they are an absolute long shot, and um, you know it's just nice. I suppose just happy to be there. So those are my picks for Group C. I'm going to tell you who I think is coming out of this tournament. Um, I, you would obviously be, not be surprised that I am picking the Dutch to come out uh, top of this group, and I am picking the Ukrainians to come out second. How about that? A little surprise for you. Mix it up a bit. So that is Group A, B, and C under our belt on today's show. Tomorrow, we're going to be Group D, E, and F. Then we'll have wrapped up the Euro preview. We'll have gone through it in detail. We can start talking about some of the matches, some of the matchups. Uh, we can even have a little bit more fun, uh, talk about some of the odds. Once again, if you're going to bet on the Euros, please do so and go through our good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, it's always great to have a partner like betonline.ag, safe, secure, honest. Uh, you're really getting the full deal when you use betonline.ag. So head over to the website right now and get 50% bonus on your first deposit, 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Dot ag and again uh, pick your favorite for the euros odds makers favorites are france followed close behind by england belgium germany portugal spain italy and the netherlands in that order ranging from plus 450 from france plus 500 from england uh, netherlands plus 1200 uh, looks like they are thinking the finals uh, england france would be plus 250 they're both dead even to win the finals and belgium uh, to get to the finals and belgium also up there at plus uh, 275 you know, some of the big international teams that we're used to talking about with awe, the Germans, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the Italians, the Dutch, they are not fielding some of the strongest teams you've seen from the international football side in a while. So we're going to get something new, something different. This is really an opportunity for England to do well. And by the way, don't think that because I haven't talked about it, we are not going to discuss the incredible U.S. Nations Cup victory over Mexico in very exciting fashion. Um, we ha we certainly have to talk about that U.S. team looking very good indeed. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, be right back to wrap it up. This is World Soccer Radio. I am Nick Eber. Hope you're having a great time. I know I am. I'll be right back after this. All right, uh, you're back with Nick Eber at World Soccer Radio. Uh, it's been a fun show, A, B, and C. Those are the groups that we have wrapped up. The next show, we'll be doing D, E, and F. And uh, you should then have a really good idea of all of the teams and the groups. As I mentioned earlier, it's an interesting tournament because, first of all, coming off the back of a grueling European season for most of these players, compressed schedules, COVID lockdowns, you know, all the stress that goes with that combined with then playing match after match after match. Fatigue is going to play a part here. And when we look at a lot of these teams, for example, we looked at the Ukrainian team or we looked at the North Macedonian team. We say, oh, there's only one Premier League player. Keep in mind, a lot of these players from these big 
teams that are seeing regular action, particularly if you're playing with a Champions League squad, a Man City, uh, a Liverpool, a Chelsea, uh, you know, a Juve, an Inter Milan, a Barcelona, Real Madrid, these guys are going to be tired. There's hardly any break, and they're going to roll right through to the Euros. That plays a big factor here, one that you would be remiss not looking at, particularly if you're thinking about wagering a few dollars. We may see an upset. Also, I think an important factor to look at here is youth, which are the younger teams in the tournament. I know that benefits England. That certainly doesn't benefit teams like Spain or Italy, who tend to skew a little bit older right now. Certainly the Dutch having their injury problems. These are the sorts of things that you have to take into account. By the way, I think Wales at plus 15,000, um, they're all the way down the list. I would put Russia as more likely to win the tournament than uh, Wales as more likely to win the tournament than Russia. But, you know, hey, um, I guess not everybody thinks the way I do. All right, hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow. Be covering the rest of the groups in the Euros, getting you ready for an exciting four weeks of uh, European football action. Uh, stay with us right here, World Soccer Radio, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on these very networks. I'll chat to you then. Cheers. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube